Paragimel Mishnagimel. Nashim ve'avadim uktanim, women or an avid and avid kanani, a servant, uktanim and minors, peturin meet kriyashma, they are exempt from kriyashma. Why? So women are exempt because kriyashma is a mitzvah which is zman grama, it is time bound. And the general principle is that women are exempt from time bound mitzvahs. Therefore, kriyashma, a woman would be exempt from kriyashma. Avadim, servants, so an avid kanani, they had a bris mila, he, he dipped in the mikvah for avdus, for servitude. So his status is just like a woman. And he's chayv in all the mitzvahs of a woman. So he's chayv in all the lows, I say all the negative commandments. And he's chayv in all the asses, all the positive commandments that are not time bound. Anything that's time bound, he'd be exempt just like a woman. And therefore, Krishma, the avid kanani, would be exempt from. Katana, minors, so minors, even when, when they reach the age of chinach, you know, they're at the age where they can understand, you have to be mechanech them and educate them. Still, shechova ala'ah, the obligations on the father to, to be mechanech them in mitzvahs, ain't matilin ala'ah v'chanecham b'kriyashma. Even though when a child becomes the age of chinech, a father has to be mechanech them and teach them Torah and all that stuff, there's an ex- exemption for kriyashma. Why? Because the father is not always next to the child at the time of kriyashma. And it's too hard to make the father always hang around the child to make sure he says Krishna at his appropriate time. Therefore, even once they reach the age of Chinuch, a father is not obligated to teach his son Krishna and have him do the mitzvah of Krishna because he's not always around his son during the Zman of Krishna. Of course, you should teach your children Krishna and you say Krishna with them, but the mitzvah to do it by the specific time in the morning and in the evening, that's not applicable until they're a bar, until they're bar mitzvah. Alright. And the Yushalmi brings other explanations. They say that women... Why are women exempt from Kriyashma? Because the Pasuk in Kriyashma says, mm-hmm. Teach it to your sons. So your sons, not your daughters. Mm-hmm. And then servants, Avadim. So it says, Shema Yisrael, Shema Hashem Echad. So we're talking to, to people that only have one master, Kadesh Baruch Hu. Comes to exclude a, a servant that he's got, you know, Kadesh Baruch Hu, of course, is his master, but he also has his regular human master. And therefore he's exempt. And then Ketanim, children are exempt because it says, Laman tia Torah In order that the Torah of Hashem should be on your mouth. So Bishoshu Tadir, by the time that it's Tadir, that it's constantly on your mouth, the children are not constantly speaking in Torah, therefore they're exempt. Alright, another, another approach to this. It says the Mishnah further, Umanat Tfilin. So the Nashim Avadim Ketanim are exempt from Tfilin. Because Tfilin as well as a mitzvah asay, she's Mangram, it's a time bound positive mitzvah. And they're, why? Because Tfilin you only wear by day, not by night. And you only wear it uh, during the weekday, not on Shabbos or nor on Yom Tif. Therefore, women, Avadim, and children are all going to be exempt. Now, the truth is, women, women and Avadim are exempt because it's time-bound. Children, there's no exemption for time-bound for children. The reason why they'd be exempt for tefillin is because they don't know how to keep their body clean and they may pass gas when they're wearing tefillin, therefore they don't wear tefillin. That would be the reason for children. So, just to point out, children don't have the heter of Zman Grama. By Krishma, they don't say it because their father's not always going to be there at the appropriate time. And by Tefillin, they don't wear it because they can't keep their, their bodies clean from passing gas. But the exemption of being a time-bound mitzvah does not apply for children. The Chayav and Tefillin, however, these three categories, of course, are obligated in Tefillin and Shemona Esrei because Shemona Esrei is a Bakashas Rachma, you're asking for mercy. And every single person, everyone has to request mercy on themselves, therefore everyone's obligated in Shemona Esrei. And Rashi explains that tefillah that the kanas hachamim shmon ezrei that the kanas hachamim, and they were talking even for women and even for the chinuch of children 
and therefore the women and the so to the servants and the children all say Shmona Esrei. Avla Rambam, but the Rambam writes that there's a mitzvah that says a positive commandment to daven every day. As the Pesach says, V'avartem Hashem HaLokechem, Meshashur Hashem your God. So we learn out that what is Avodah? Avodah is tefillah. As the Pesach says, V'avdai B'chol Avachem, Meshashur Hashem with all your heart. The Chav said, what is tefillah? Ezu Avodah Shebalev, Zui Tefillah. What is Avodah? I'm sorry, what is the service of your heart? Avodah Shebalev. This is tefillah, this is davening. Valence feels man kvomen Torah. That's filah. Shmon Esther does not have a specific time when it has to be recited on a Torah level. Rabbinically, there is a time. You have to say it. There's a, you look at the, any calendar. There's a zman of tefillah, but on a Torah level, there's no specific time. So therefore, it's not considered a time-bound mitzvah. Rabbinically, it is time-bound, but on a Torah level, it's not time-bound. And therefore, women and servants and children are obligated in Shmona Esrei. Because it's a mitzvah say that is not zman grama, and therefore they're obligated. Comes out according to Rashi, tefillahs are derabanan. According to the Rambam, tefillahs deraisa. It's just there's no specific time when it has to be done. Therefore, the women and children and servants are still obligated in it. Very big machlokes over there with the tefillahs deraisa derabanan. The Mishnah says further, uben mezuzah. So nashim avadim, women and servants are obligated in the mezuzah. Because the mitzvah said it's not time-bound. And so you're obligated to teach your children, teach your minors, to make a mezuzah on their home. And women and servants are obligated in birkas hamazon and benching. However, there's a suffix at a Torah level or not. Because the Pasuk says, You'll eat, you'll be satiated, and you'll bless. So we see the mitzvah say that it's not time-bound, that apparently everyone's obligated in. Or do you say, no, the women and servants are not chayav on a Torah level. Because another pasuk says, on the land, the good land that I've given you, and Eretz Yisrael that I've given you. So you're benching for the land, right? When you bench, you say, it's part of benching. We thank Hashem for the land that He gave us. Who did Hashem give the land to? Hashem gave the land to the men, not to the women. Even the Beno Salafka, the daughters of Salafka, that took a portion of Eretz Yisrael, they just took their father's portion. It wasn't actually just being given to them, it was being given to them through their father. So therefore, maybe women and servants are not obligated on the Torah level in benching. So nevertheless, they're still obligated, most certainly on a rabbinic level, to bench. And the katana, the minors, are obligated to bench on a rabbinic level in order to be mechanich them in mitzvahs. Mishnah Dalit. Mishnah Dalit opens up the concept of a balkari. So it's important to know what a balkari is. The Pesach says in Devarim, If there will be a man who is not pure, that has a mikra laila, a happening at night. Mikra is a happening laila at night. And the Chalmim explained, this is referring to a person that has sheikh vazara. He has a semen that comes out of his body, a seminal mission. So the halacha is, is that he's, he's tame, as the Torah says, and he has a dip in the mikvah, and then when he comes out, he becomes uh, pure in the evening. He has to wait for the sun to set to become pure. Now, the Chalmim called this person a balkari, because it comes from the word mikra, like a happening, that something happened to come out of his body. That's where the turn out terminology balkari comes from. Now, the Brisa brings that Ezra was betaking tevila la balkari, that Ezra made a takana that these balkaris have to go to the mikvah, because on a Torah level, they're permitted to learn Torah and to daven. Betumasok didn't call to me, like anyone that's in a state of tumah, you can still learn, you can still daven. But Ezra and his bathing made a special takana for the tumah of kari, that they shouldn't be learning Torah or davening until they dip in a mikvah. And therefore, anyone that has a seminal mission cannot be learning or davening until they first go and dip in the mikvah. And there are various reasons that prompted Ezra to make this takana. 
However, the Gemara says that the Batal Takan of Ezra, this Takan of Ezra was Batal, became nullified. Vinagwa Olam Nismoch, and the Velt is Somech on Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra that says that Divrei Torah not Mechabal Tumah. Words of Torah cannot be susceptible to Tumah. Like the Pasuk in Yermiyahu says, like, Hashem's words are like fire. And therefore, it's like fire is not Mechabal Tumah. So do the words of Torah not Mechabal Tumah. And even one who has Kari who did not go to the Mikvah, Gadavan and Lurin and Sekriyashma, it's totally fine. The Rambam as well says that since this Takana was not accepted by most of Klaiswal, because most of Klaiswal were not able to handle this Takana, so therefore, if a person does not go to the Mikvah, they can still Davin and learn and say Kriyashma, it's fine. So this is all an introduction to what a Balkari is. Now the Mishnah is going to go over the halachas over here. So a Balkari, once the Zman of Kriyashma comes, says the Mishnah, Meharher Belibo. He has to recite Kriyashma in his heart. He does not recite it with his lips. Because of the Takana of Ezra, like we just explained. This is assuming he didn't go to the mikvah yet, right? He doesn't make the brachas of Kriyashma. Not the brachas before Kriyashma, not the brachas after Kriyashma. Even even in his mind. Since the brachas are not on a Torah level, the only rabbinic, the Rebbe did not require you to say the brachas for Balkari at all. But Kriyashma you would recite just in your mind, like you think about it. Ava Kriyashma, since Kriyashma is, a, is a obligated on a Torah level, so they, they, said, they said, think about the Kriyashma in your head in order, in order to fulfill your obligation. And then, some explain, some say that no. Some say that you could think about Kriyashma, but you're not going to get your obligation of Kriyashma. It doesn't work. But they still were obligated you to do it in order that you shouldn't be just sitting battle and, and doing nothing while the whole entire world is saying Kriyashma. Okay. Va'al Hamazon. The brachos or birkas amazon that you have to bench, of these you make, it's also benching the arisa, Torah level. So you would say it behur in your thoughts, because it's a mitzvah in the Torah, and it says, but brachos that you'd make before eating, like a shahakla or amazonos, since they're only rabbinic, so you wouldn't have to make them at all. You wouldn't even have to think about them, because it's rabbinic. This is all in accordance with the Takana of Ezra. Comes along Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, all Rabbi Yehuda says, you make the brachas before and after Kriyashma with your lips, not just thinking it in your head. And the brachas before food you make with your lips, those are all the Rabbanan. And things like Kriyashma and benching and certainly learning Torah that are all Daraisa, certainly you make them with your lips and not just with her, not just with thinking them in your head. And certainly it's a beautiful thing to go to the mikvah and purify yourself and then go ahead and start learning and davening, but it's not required and therefore one can still go about his day and learn and daven even if he didn't go to the mikvah when he's a Balkari.